Hello and welcome to another Cage Club Revisited. I think this is the 14th one we're doing. By now we know how we're releasing that, which is in the order that we record them. Yes. <laughs> Today's movie is G-Force. We are watching the DVD. This is the Disney film from... Film from about 10 oh, years yeah. ago. Oh yeah, by order. There's no order to any oh, of Oh no, this. it's just like, what we want to watch. <laughs> we're watching them whenever and whatever. We're watching G-Force because we have a guest today. We have... You may know her... What Cage Club episodes were you on? I was oh. never on Cage Club. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. wow. Keanu you may know her only. from her Bill and Ted episodes. You may know her from her Wistful Thinking podcast. You may know her from upcoming... Actually, it might have been out by now. I don't remember when you're on. Watch the Throne episodes. Cara Gale O'Regan. Hello, Cara. Hello. So this is a movie you signed up for months and months ago when we put out the feelers for Cage Club Revisited. You signed up for basically all the animated movies. Yeah. I like cartoons. Uh, I have seen this one before, but I saw it when I was dealing with a back injury and on a lot of painkillers. <laughs> well, so it is I'm his, interested to see it again. It is his best animated film. It's only partially animated, too. It's like a Roger Rabbit thing yeah. where it's like humans really? and yeah. CGI. Oh, I don't even remember the human yeah, part. There's, there's, human, real there's, there's real people in this, too. Zach Galifianakis <laughs> is, is in this, right? Yeah. Isn't uh, Shia in this one, too? No. No? Shia and Cage never crossed over. not. No. Shia and Keanu crossed over in Constantine, but and? never with Cage. Didn't they do it twice? And iRobot. Oh, no, that was Will Smith. <laughs> I always get Will wow. Smith and Keanu. They're basically the same, no, but they the were, same guy. It's when we were doing all of his movies that there were just like these two ex- extremely similar roles Yep, that were very small. So why don't we start? We can just okay. talk about nonsense while we go. And one thing, Kara, this is going to stay in because we edit nothing out. Okay. You can mute the mic, but just leave it going and I'll just I'll edit out cops after the fact. Okay. Because we, we had an incident. You can you can play this, Mike. Okay, we, I'm going to hit play now. We had an incident where Mike <laughs> Very uh, early on. muted his mic and then shared some intimate family gossip. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was all muted. And you could kind of sort of hear it through my microphone. Oh, no. Uh, so we are just now going with... Uh, Joey seems to think it's like this fucking deep family secret or something, but in reality, it's not it wasn't that, that big bad. a deal. <laughs> I, just, I just like to hype it up because... Yeah, yeah. Oh, we went back to the main menu. Oh, what is going on here? Hold on. Did we watch This the is movie? actually the movie. Did you not know this is the movie? Oh, play. It's actually just a DVD menu, the whole... It literally hit minutes. play, it, it went to the Disney logo, and then back to the menu. It's a broken Disney feature. All right. This doesn't look right either. Hold on. Let me go. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to scene selection. Opening credits. And enter. This is, Kara, by far the most we've ever recorded on one of these before the movie started. (laughs) Here we go. This is right. Okay, so we also have Cage Club movie bingo cards, each of us. You can download these for yourself at any of the Cage Club revisited posts on cageclub.me. Email us, mailbag at cageclub.me. Let me know if you're watching or listening or playing I know people are downloading the bingo card, but no one has told <laughs> us they're listening they're, to They're these. lining their bird cages with it. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. I do not know. Uh, what is going to be strange oh, Bruckheimer. about... Oh, look. They've oh, altered right. the Bruckheimer logo with with one of the gerbils. Love it. Love it. Is that the guinea pigs? Guinea pigs. Guinea pigs. Yeah. So you remember that from your drug-induced stupor. <laughs> Uh, what's weird about the bingo is that I feel like these were made for live-action Cage movies. Cage oh, plays a mole in this movie. I do not think any of us are going to win. <laughs> and we have been adding stuff along the way, too. To these, so these are the updated cards, I believe. But they've always been playing with the most current version, right? Yes. Okay. I think it's, it's interesting. You have a woman as attacked in the top 
left hand corner. It's all random. It's okay. random. It's random. Yeah, mine, mine, and yours and his don't. Have oh, the they're same. totally different. Yeah, it's all like different. real bingo. Oh, right. You've got so many right. That's how bingo works. That's how bingo <laughs> yes. works. It's not an all or nothing situation, <laughs> Kara. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to get like dramatic tonal shift because this is a very serious scene that's in an animated kids movie mm. with Zach Galifianakis, who I don't remember being in this either. Who's gone on to a pretty good career and stuff? Was this before <laughs> or after The Hangover, the first Hangover? What year is this from? 05? 06? 08? This has got to be around the time of The Hangover explosion. <laughs> no, you're the one with the like spreadsheets and data and everything laid out. Hey, man, in front we're using my computer to, that's record, true, to this. record Yeah. Let me see here. And for some reason, I've noticed this with multiple DVD boxes. It's almost nearly impossible to find the year on the back of one of these. Oh things. yeah, no, nothing's ever easy. Or the time, the length of a film. Eighty-eight minutes. <gasps> Just like the Al Pacino movie, <laughs> which is not eighty-eight minutes long. It's much longer than that. G Force is from two thousand nine, so this is well after the first Hangover movie, okay. isn't it? Yeah, not well after, but around that time. Hang- oh, Hangover 1 was 2009. There you go. Same year. A lot of these commentaries are just me, I am the being. Oh, yeah, no, that's... So this gerbil is Sam Rockwell. I forget if he dances in, in uh, sorry, guinea pig form. I think the problem, the problem you're running into is that they're both Gs. Yeah. Mm. I always have that unlike problem. Unlike the G. G. Unlike what? The G. Mm. From Army of One. Yes. The G has landed... So adaptation, this is not an adaptation of it. So there's certain things that like either the movie as a whole mm-hmm. are going to be one or not. Adaptation this is yeah. not. This right? will most likely play better as reverse bingo. Like Cage will not be shirtless. Although, does it count if Well he's not wearing a shirt, technically. <laughs> Someone returns from another Cage film. I'm gonna cross that off because we have Sam Rockwell back. That's right. From the Matchstick Men. Correct. Which he did dance in. Which we have already done for this very podcast, for this Revisited. We watched that with Zach. That's right. Wait, which one is that? Oh, no, what? Someone returns from... The, you might not have it, because we do. have... I do. Oh, look at you. Are, are, is he, are we going with shirtless on this? Well, we haven't seen him yet, but yeah. Can I, uh, if you guys are going shirtless, I'm going with nudity, too, then. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I think we got to follow... I don't know. I, there he is. Um, Speckles. Because he's not naked, because he's got the glasses, but he's shirtless. Fur. But yeah. other animals, it doesn't say cage nudity. It just says nudity in general. We've had naked. Oh, that's true. Naked, but, uh, tr- uh, mine just says fixed. dancing, but I always just assumed it should be cage dancing. But I guess it could be any kind of dancing, or cage dancing in a cage. Ooh, <laughs> I love how seriously they take this opening sequence. Like it plays almost like um, True Lies in a lot it of ways. It does play like True Lies, <laughs> and like the joke isn't what they're necessarily saying it's that they're little tiny animals acting like spies. So he's a mole? He's a mole. Okay. And he's wearing those glasses that make his eyes look crazy. So crazy eyes. Oh. Crazy eyes would count. Yeah. I do... So bad accent is on mine. I'm not going to give it to myself because I love his accent in this movie. Plus, this is more of a voice that he does. He has whipped this out three times. This is a Charlie Bodell. It's... It's a Speckles. Speckles. And then it's Gary... Uh, as the G. As the G from Army, Army of, of One. One. So, like, yeah, it's not per se an accent like he would do in Captain Corelli's Mandolin. Oh, she is, by the way, in case you can't tell, the female character. I, oh, I <laughs> could tell. They just, she just emerged from the water and had, like, a sexy shaking the water off Dude, that in was slow like a motion thing. That was like a Bond girl 
but she's a, a guinea pig. She's a guinea fast pig. Fast times. Yeah. The guinea going pig way pig. back. I'm wait. Are we doing fast times, or we decide we're not doing fast times? I don't think this? we're gonna do fast times. I mean, I want to see fast times again. Though I, just I would like. Is he actually in that? He's in. Uh, he has a line. Fifteen seconds. <laughs> okay. He's His got line about is three shots. Big cruising vessel. And then there's a, a really clear shot of his face flipping burgers at one point. Yep. I think. Yeah. He was supposed to be the Judge Reinhold role, except he was only 17, and they couldn't mm. shoot him. They couldn't have him on set as much as they needed, so they gave him, instead of Brad, he's just Brad's bud. Last time I saw Fast Times, I Googled Judge... Ju- Judge it, Reinhold? Yes. Uh, judge. And it happened to be at the exact moment that somebody had like edited his Wikipedia article to say that he was dead. Oh, and I was no. like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and it turns out he was not. I think he was dating the director of that movie at the time too, so like he was able to just fall right into that role. Who directed oh. that? It was oh, what's her name? Not Amy Heckerling. Oh, here we go, looking stuff up for the half the movie again. What did Amy Heckerling do? Right? Did she do Valley Girl? Clueless. Oh, my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> uh, Wait, who did Valley Girl first? I don't know. She might have also done that. It's either that or Penelope Spheris. Val Martha Coolidge did Valley Girl. There we go. Oh, okay. Fast Times was directed by Amy Heckerling. Yeah. So you were wrong. You were. You said it's not her. I did say it's not. <laughs> go her. Go with your gut, Mike. Hmm. Bill Nighy. Um, Showed up in everything in America after the year 2000 for some reason. Like, he just came out of nowhere, but he had been around for years and suddenly had like a whole new career as just like a character actor in America. That's Penelope Cruz, right? Oh. I think? I want to say it's Penelope Um, Cruz. Bill Nighy from the Underworld series plays the one of the main vampire dudes. I don't know how Underworld and Ultraviolet are not the same movie. Well, Underworld is basically a previous build of the Matrix where everyone's either a werewolf, a vampire, or a ghost and they can do exactly the same shit and they jump around like Neo and it's all oh, just takes place at night and uh, the second one's not too bad. We'll get to the third one one day. So I think the two main guinea pigs are Will Arnett and Penelope Cruz. Will Arnett? I thought that was Sam Rockwell. He, he's also in this, I think. Sam Rockwell, is he? I oh, maybe that, not. I thought Sam Rockwell was the voice. Did I mistakenly... Oh, no, Sam Rockwell is Darwin. Okay. Oh, wait, no, maybe... Are you looking at Lego Batman? No, I'm not looking at Lego <laughs> no, Batman. Batman. Just joking. Because Will Arnett and Zach Galifianakis are both in that, too. Is this a prequel? Is this a prequel to Lego Batman? Possibly. That... that Zack is the Joker, though, is so great. That's, like, my favorite Joker. Is that... That's a bad accent. He's trying to impersonate... I'm giving myself credit for that. He's trying oh, to... Oh, it's Tracy Morgan. Yeah. No wonder he's putting out a horrible accent. He Pre-Walmart lawsuit. Oh, man. I'm glad he's back now, though. Yeah, I'm glad that he is, uh... Getting women pregnant. Well. So, Wait, how what? are we going to tell if there's subtitles in this movie if we have the subtitles on? I think it'll be a different font. You'll, yeah, mm. subtitles are generally in white. I'm also guessing for a kid's movie, there's probably not going to be subtitles. I'm also going to go out on a limb and say this is an extremely long opening sequence, and it doesn't seem like very much has happened yet. It's like well, everyone's been getting into position well, for 10 minutes. Well, they're very little. It takes a long time for them to get into position. <laughs> think about it, Mike. They're only four <laughs> inches tall. 
They're three apples tall. It's a real Smurf sitch. It really is what we call a Smurf sitch. I love Cage as a computer hacker. He's he's never been a computer hacker or anything else, has he? No, but he would he should have been. He definitely should have played like you know, like a Jeff Goldblum-esque type scientist. Are you dude. saying that because there's a fly on screen right now? Oh my gosh. Coincidence? Is it? Or is it so good about coincidence? Wait, what's the line from the Matrix? Where he's like where he's talking to Morpheus and he's like, you know, uh, is it divinity or is it Providence. Providence. <laughs> yes. So it wasn't a coincidence, it was Providence. Those two actors, the same age. Who? Um, Neo and Morpheus. Really? Didn't we? Yeah, I think we came across that in The Matrix and we were like, what? Like, Neo looks 10, 15 years younger than mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne now in the movie Last Flag Flying, which I will not be seeing, I don't think. Which, by the time you, you hear this, this is coming out in, like, early February. So... Oh, we'll be Happy Super Bowl week and also the Olympics. And, oh, yeah. we'll be doing our very special episodes yeah. of wistful thinking about figure skating movies. Ooh, yeah, very cool. Kara and I were gonna do a whole podcast <laughs> about I the can, Olympics. We can do that. No, in, about figure skating movies we can do that specifically oh. too. Yeah, because Kara uh, and I both—you work from home, right? Yeah, Kara and I both work from home, and so. Karen and I didn't really talk, like, we talked in college, and then we just sort of didn't talk for a while. And then we both, four years ago, found out that we were <laughs> both watching 12 hours of the Olympics per day, <laughs> and then suddenly talked all the time about the Olympics, and specifically figure skating, and specifically Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir, the commentators mm. who are delightful. They are. That was, I think, their first, um, their first, like, appearance as commentators. 2014. And so we were going to do a podcast called We're With We're, and it was going to be us doing figure skating movie podcasts with the ultimate goal of getting him to be a guest on one. Because he and Tara do have a podcast, and I have this theory that like, if somebody has a podcast, it makes them at least 60% more likely to do your podcast. Right. I like that theory. Mm-hmm. And then Karen and I were like, wait, we're way too busy to do another podcast. <laughs> we're just going to do two crossover episodes of this non-existent podcast on the already existing Wistful Thinking. So all of February will be two figure skating. Which ones are we doing? We're doing The Cutting Edge. Yes. Classic. I will be watching all of The Cutting Edges. I think there's like four or five of them. Oh. And they're all great. Johnny Weir is in one of them. Oh. Um, like just briefly during the Torino Olympics. Okay. Um, and what was the other one? Oh, I think it's called... Wait, is The Cutting Edge is that Michelle Trachtenberg? Yeah. Wait, no. Cutting Edge is... Other people, but Michelle Trachtenberg is in the other movie that we're going to watch. I think it's called Ice Princess. Ice Princess. Yeah, <laughs> where she uses um, the power of physics and figure skating to overcome class inequalities. Like I said in the pilot episode of Wistful Thinking, my first celebrity crush, Michelle Trachtenberg and Harriet the Spy. Mm-hmm. Now, are you going to? You won't be covering the Mighty Duck films, right? Those don't count quite as well. As were we going to uh, do? <laughs> no, they did not make it onto the spreadsheet. Oh, well. But what was on the spreadsheet was I Tanya. Oh, that should oh, be. God, I can't wait to see that. What about uh, Youngblood? Oh, that's hockey. Never mind. <laughs> like, Miracle. Was Miracle on our list? No, it was just all figure skating. Yeah, it wasn't just yeah. I mean, but, like, theoretically. It is. Uh, there's a, the scary thing is there's enough films to... Oh, no. Kara did deep research. I don't know how long it took, but, like, we had movies going back from, like, the 30s to today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, was, a, there's a rich history of figure skating. Films. It was uh, very Dating back to... Yeah, I think the first ones were in the 30s. 
maybe what we can do is we'll ever do one. We'll do one every two months for the next four years. Yeah, that and works. Release them all for the 2022 Olympics, assuming we're all still here. Yeah. And if we run out of figure skating movies, we could move on to hockey and curling mm-hmm. and other such any winter ice sports. Sport. Yeah, I mean, what's crazy? Curling runnings. Oh my god, that's one Did of they the make first a curling movie by any chance. No, no, no they not that I'm aware of. They may have, but I don't know. I don't think. I, th- I think I've looked that up relatively recently. <laughs> I don't think it existed. Um, what's crazy about my obsession with the Olympics is that, like, I don't watch sports. Outside mm-hmm. of the Olympics, mm-hmm. well, that's generally like, speaking, like I will watch literally every game of the World Cup, and I you could not mm-hmm. pay me to watch soccer. Although I did go see a soccer game in England. As you're listening to this, last they call fall, it football. So I think you were tricked. I thought you started going yeah. to see a football game. So, like I will not watch any soccer on TV, and then you cannot pull me away from the TV. And like the same thing, like I will not watch like figure skating or gymnastics, like all these like trials and everything. But as soon as the Olympics come on, I'm like. Yep. Yeah, man. I'm yeah. down. I'm, I'm I mean, I, I will. I will usually watch figure skating if it's on, but I don't like seek it out. But every year they do like nationals and Skate America. And there's like a few other competitions that I'll watch. The the Olympics are just like an event. I mean, I watch them too. I just, it doesn't even matter what it is. It's yeah. just that it's the Olympics and it's happening. So like, like I'll CTV. watch the most boring shit. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't care. I do floor routines. And um, it's it's also bars. like the only opportunity that you ever get to see a lot that of much women's sports. Also is that. Like yes. specifically because or, they yeah. don't televise women's sports mm-hmm. like in general. But it's also like I don't know why I'm able to watch four hours of cross-country skiing in a row, but I will. <laughs> or the biathlon where it's cross-country skiing and shooting or any of those things where it's just – because during the day – it's un- it's basically unedited footage of a bear, <laughs> but without the twists and turns of Adult Swim. But it's they'll show the entire four hour race, and then on the four hour block at night, they'll condense that down to like fifteen or twenty minutes. Yeah. But you see the entire thing, which is a lot, but also uh, you know, cool. well, oh, that's why I was confused because on IMDb they credit all the humans first, okay. and then they credit all the. Well, yeah, okay. I, I thought assumed, the listing was weird. I'd have thought that Arnett would have been one of the voices. This is back when he was playing humans. This is back in Arrested Development times. Are we allowed to not like Arrested Development anymore because of Jeffrey Tambor? No. Well, he was never my favorite part or the most likable character. <laughs> I feel no, we could still like. I think we could still like that show, right? Okay. No, yeah. I mean, by the time this comes out, there will be dozens more white men who have been accused of sexual harassment in I just, Hollywood. like, I mean... That's a, that's a thing of the past. He's probably scot-free by now. I was, yeah. I was like, planning to watch all of um, Transparent, like, next year. I think and it's now, worth watching. Still it's watch really it. good. Yeah. Well, they, they yeah. took him off the show, though, right? Like, yeah. they're going to do another they're season writing about him, off. him. Yeah. Um, because I, it's, like, not just about that character. Right, it's about yeah, the whole yeah. family. And I don't know. I am going to watch that. I am not going to watch, which is on my list, uh, House of Cards Season 5. I'm like, nope, I'm good. Oh, I didn't even watch Season 4. I didn't make I it I have not there. seen it at all, because uh, I'm just like, that looks like a stressful like... show. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty tense. <laughs> the first few seasons were good, and then it's basically the same thing. Like, he becomes president, and then what? It's the same right. thing with, like, with Veep. But, like, Veep actually sort of figured it out, like, what yeah. to do. He went from being whip to vice president to president in, like, two or three years, and then... 
they're like, oh, he's just going to start killing people. Can we, can I just draw our attention to how woefully unimpressed any of these other humans are that we have walking, <laughs> talking, highly intelligent animals doing spy work? Well, you might have you might have missed it. We haven't um, been paying the closest attention. They they had a shot where they were walking through the lab, and a guy was explaining that since the Civil War, animals have been used to gather intelligence, oh. and now they're at this point where they're actually focusing on like communications cool so they're sentient now it's like yeah. a new, the new wave look how more worried sparkles now we obviously now we know we think that we're going to catch on to what he's doing he's doing nefarious stuff there he's an actual mole he's a bad guy <laughs> he's a literal mole and a metaphorical mole all in one i, I love how they see this though and they're like yeah shut this down shut all this down this is doing nothing <laughs> All, so, I have Cage in jail on my bingo card. I don't think he goes to that pet store, but if he goes to the pet store, I'm counting that as animal jail. <laughs> well, I want to count magic mysticism because there's talking animals. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I'll count that. I'm going to cross it off, too. Oh, because you have it. <laughs> hey, man, it's all. I'm not going to give you anything if it doesn't benefit me. Now, is this, this isn't a Cage voiceover, but he's doing a Cage voiceover. No, he's, if, he, if there's voiceover, that doesn't count. Okay, okay. Let's not get greedy here. <laughs> I'm just testing the waters. That's all. I, uh, I'm at three to a bingo, except I don't <laughs> believe there's a Twin Peaks connection. Well, except for the whole guinea pig sub, uh, you know, arc in season two, right? Uh, and the billiards or bowling, I don't remember that there's any of that in here. I have a confession to make. I've never seen Twin Peaks. Oh. I need to start talking backwards. No, I mean that's that's fine. You should maybe. I think yeah, you'd enjoy it. I probably. Think, I think like it's your sensibilities are represented. in yeah. most of it, especially the new season. I think you yeah. get a kick out of it. Have you seen other David Lynch stuff? I have, and I don't really like it very much. Really, it you just... and Dan Cologne can go screw. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you didn't flat out say I hate that shit. Like, no, I a, just he's like, oh uh, yeah, Dan Cologne's quote after he watched Mahal Drive is David Lynch is full of shit, and we're like. <laughs> We're no, like, I actually I like me and Mike both like instantly on Twitter were like we love this movie show <laughs> like top five ever. <laughs> I like Mulholland Drive. I like uh, Blue Velvet. Um, Have you seen Lost Highway? Okay. Your podcasting partner's favorite David Lynch movie? Maybe I don't it's know. It's basically Mulholland Drive. Okay, but, but Twin Peaks is a lot of like Blue Velvety. I mm-hmm. feel like they tread the same yeah yeah water. It just like like his stuff just gives me this like very uncomfortable sense of dread that Good, like, that's I, the point. I don't need yeah. more of that in my life, <laughs> especially not watch at this time the, in history. Uh, watch the lawn. Why movie. Life in America is so good right now. <laughs> What's the lawnmower movie? I always forget uh, the Straight Story. The Straight Story. You would watch that. It's basically just this guy riding his lawnmower to go see his brother before his brother dies. <laughs> just this old dude on a lawnmower. It's There's Nebraska no, lawnmower. Stressful about <laughs> it. Lawnmower. Okay, I like Nebraska. <laughs> Uh yeah, I saw Eraserhead like when I was living in Philadelphia and like deeply unhappy about living in Philadelphia and he actually wrote that when he was also oh. living in Philadelphia about like the sense of dread that that city like brought him. Um and like it I connected it. with me in a in a weird and uncomfortable way. Love it. So now they're trying to sneak the animals out of the lab. Yeah, because they're shutting the they're shutting the program down. I think so. They're just sending them off. I think this is where they get into the uh, animal store, pet store. Have they put him in a cage yet? They put him in a, a, a pneumatic tube. tube. Okay. Thing. Why? We don't, do we have cage in a cage? 
Kate in jail. Well, I'll, wait, is that is that Richard Splett? Oh my gosh, is it? Is it Sam Richardson or is it not? I don't know if I'm being racist because no, I no. just didn't get a clear view of it. No, him. but he's like a fat dude with glasses and no hair, so like. Is it? No. No, no he's too old there. He's got, yeah. He's yeah, no. too old. It's, it's a Richard Splett like role. I love that tube action thing. That totally could have been a ride at Disney. The G Force ride? It's a Disney property. I'm shocked there's no G Force 2. Look at our man Cage. Can, can't even get op- up over the... Aww. He's too little. He can't see. He doesn't have his glasses. How tall is he in real life? Nicholas Cage? Yeah. 6'2", I want to say? Oh, okay. He's pretty tall. Taller than he is in this movie. Oh, wait, he's about to be in a cage. I don't do cages. <gasps> oh, that's... Cage in jail. Came cage out of jail, cages crossing own it off. Voice. I don't do cages. Someone makes a threat. We've had threats on this, right? Well, they threatened to shut down the program. Yep. I just need an airplane and I win. <laughs> I think when I mean, we did this movie, I took a screenshot of I Don't Do Cages because I was like, it's his <laughs> name. I don't remember which... So another like mini-game that we play on this is I try to remember what the screenshot from the movie was that I used as my Facebook cover photo and I don't like the animated ones don't really they don't stick out to me as much we probably already saw it it was probably just him at a computer or something speckles this is where we get introduced to John Favreau who directed Sam Rockwell in Iron Man 2 not to be uh, mistaken for John Favreau Barack Obama's <laughs> former no uh, not the poli- poli- politician guy <laughs> no which is funny how he has to remind people every month not that John Favreau <laughs> I think there should be a rule that people in politics can't have the same name as a people, a people in Hollywood. Famous people need different names. Michael Keaton knew that because his real name is Michael Douglas, and he knew there yeah. was already an established Michael Douglas in Hollywood, and he said, you know what? Well, that's more of like a, a Screen Actors Guild thing, right? No, he could have been oh, Michael Douglas okay. if he wanted to. Uh, like, maybe it is like now, maybe it guild. was. I don't know. But the way he tells it is... Uh, so he just took his name from Buster Keaton? Oh, that I don't know. That would make the story better. <laughs> It's a very weird name to come up with if it's Keaton. not because of Buster Keaton. Maybe it's part of like a middle name or something. Or it's from Diane Keaton. Or, or his mom's maiden. Some, some actors take their mother's maiden name. Okay. Wait, who is this guy? That's a threat also, just in case. Who plays... Oh, that's... Is that Buscemi? Yeah, yeah that's like Buscemi him. one. That's right. You can tell by the teeth. No. <laughs> oh, here comes Favreau. Oh, no. John Favreau plays Hurley. Oh, Hurley, my favorite Islander. He's still on that island, running that place. Him and Walt, and Ben. Walt and Rose Bernard and Vincent. Believe, oh yeah, can you believe that? That those are the people left running that island. <laughs> like, how do like they that. procreate? <laughs> like, what is going on on that island? Maybe they're just going to live forever, so they don't actually well, that's need to... The, yeah, I think they have the, the water life the, in the temple. They have the water of life. With Adam and Eve? Whatever. They could always go to the heart of the island and unplug it again. I still want to do an episode-by-episode episode podcast about loss, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. Mm, all the podcasts will never have to <laughs> Mike and I have a list in our, in our Google Sheet of all of where we track 
all the episodes that we've done, everything that's coming out, all the different stuff. Basically, how I keep all the scene. We have a list of I don't know fifty five podcasts we want to do. <laughs> yeah, some of them I are have just one. clever names. <laughs> it, it's basically like I had an. Here's this idea for a podcast. We're never going to do it. I just love the name. It's Daniel Daily Lewis. Oh god! And it's a minute by minute breakdown of all those films. <laughs> so it's just like the Star Wars minute where they do like five twenty minute episodes a week. We would do five twenty minute episodes or whatever a week of his films minute by minute. So we would spend nine or ten months on There Will Be Blood. <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> I saw that in the theater. Like a movie? And at like the halfway point, I thought it was over, and I was like, oh, finally. And then the person that I was with turned to me and said, oh, this is about halfway over. Don't you love it so much so far? And I was like, no. Oh, man. I need this to be over. I don't like long movies. I actually, so. I love that movie, but it took me a while to sort of warm up to that. I yeah. just understand being like, I could. There's so many moments in that movie where it could be the end, mm-hmm. you know, and it just like doesn't want it. It's so Lord of the Rings in that way. It just doesn't want to end. I've also never seen any of the Lord of the Rings. Movies. Really? Yeah. That's I make it like 15 minutes into the first one, and I'm like, I, can't, I just can't. Do I remember it. seeing the original one in theaters with a buddy of mine, going like, "What's the, let's check out this Lord of shit, whatever this ring thing is," and we're sitting there, and it's like. Long ago on the bad mountain of doom, and we're looking at it, like, oh shit, yeah. oh shit, two hours of this. But now I freaking love those movies. Yeah. Like, I'm such no, a I'm fan sure they're great. Now. They're just not for me. I think the second one really turned me around, where I was like, wow, this shit is fucking epic. Like, I got to go back and mm-hmm. like check this other stuff out. I have multiple notes in my notes app of <laughs> podcast that I'll never have time for. But I keep losing them, so I keep starting a new one. And the list that I started the other day is a podcast where I just go through uh, the Martha Stewart website and read off the names and subheadings of the projects that are on there because they are some very hilarious and wild That, shit. Al- that almost sounds like an ASMR podcast. Just yeah. like, because it's not <laughs> yeah, like... You're right. It's just me talking about Martha Stewart. <laughs> like, would you add commentary or you would just read things off? I'm not sure. All right. You do the show because I think they're ridiculous soon. enough to, to like just stand on their own, but yeah. I could do some some commentary too. So one thing that we're doing for Too Fast Too Forever is that once our Gosling and Channing Tatum podcast end, we're going to make that the primary focus. We're going to bump it up from monthly to weekly, essentially. And instead of doing just one Fast and Furious movie every week, we're going to alternate weeks, and in between each movie, we're going to have like eight or nine mini podcasts. So we're going to basically have nine or ten podcasts in one, so we're going to go through a lot of different stuff on that, which I'm very excited for. Like, we're going to do, like, a Vin Diesel one, we're going to do, like, a one about The Rock, we're going to do one, do one about, like, Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, I don't like her. Michelle Rodriguez? Yeah, I think she's the worst. <laughs> I like her in stuff. I mean... Because I just always want her to be Rosario Dawson instead, and she's not. I always wanted to kind of be more of a badass than oh, she's always okay. portrayed as. Like, yeah. I feel like they she's don't... She's really badass in She's Resident very Evil. badass, yes. I, oh, yeah, I agree, she is good in that. What about she should be in twice as many movies is basically what I'm saying. Like, mm. you know, she should have been in, like, somewhere in Atomic Blonde, Shover in John Wick, something like... She, to me, has this image of action star and they don't utilize her like Yeah. That. You know what she also reminds me of is uh, Butterfly is... What's her face? From Death Proof. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's not in much either. God, what's her name? Carla... No, I'm going to say Carla Gigione. Carla Gugino? Uh, Vanessa Ferlito. I I pulled out without even looking. It just took me a minute. She's sort of got that, like, tough chick kind of vibe. That I feel like it's like... Like, we need a Michelle Rodriguez type for this movie, but they don't cast Michelle Rodriguez. I mean, she's great as Letty, though. Yeah. 
That's but that's like her one role, you know. Like I feel like she should have, she should be charging another franchise or something else. Like I don't know. I just always expected to, her to show up more than she does. Hey man, we can't all get what we want. Uh, do we want to see who who are we going to cast her as in the DC universe? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she would uh, make a good like Marvel villain. I'll tell you that. Like yeah. like like a real sort of like someone to go up against like Captain America or something. You know, like a real without powers kind of person or something. Niecy Nash is the pet store owner, oh. which is pretty great. Love me some Niecy Nash. <laughs> I love that Reno 911. This is it's a very This movie is especially weird when I'm not really paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> I remember liking it like thinking this is better than most of the stuff I go see with my own niece and nephew, like even that comes out today and like I've had other nieces and nephews that have grown up that at the time I was taking them to see everything from Pixar but like also like Nomeo and Juliet like the bottom of the barrel we'd have to scrape every <laughs> once in a while right? Yeah. and I would have traded anything to taking them to see G-Force <laughs> I also feel like it comes at a point in Cage's career where he's doing bad kids movies, he's doing he's starting his straight to DVD stuff I feel like that guy should be James Vanderbeek, but it's not mm. the the store clerk. Sorry to interrupt. But it came at a point where we're just like, oh, we're we're we need a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's sort of the start of that. Like, not yeah, he does look like James Vanderbeek. <laughs> not character actor subset for Cage, but like sort of fourth or fifth build. You know that like smaller role, like yeah. sort of buried in the cast a little more. Well, this was like. In kind of a lull for him, right? This like, was around before his, his well, national so direct to video. This is still, so, still part of the No, this is the same family. year. This was the same year as Seeking Justice. No, Seeking Justice was 2011. This is right before. Yeah, because this is still his Bruckheimer contract. Like he, this is you know yeah. he's still within after Disney. The national, so this is he a couple years after National Treasure oh, okay. Two. Yeah, uh, this is a couple years. But after he still put out Sorcerer's I, Apprentice. I still feel like he's put out stuff on demand as well. Oh, you know what's either the movie that's directly before this or directly after this? Is that's Bad right. Lieutenant Port of Call New yeah. Orleans. This was sandwiched in between like that and the Anthony or that and something movies. else. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's a very interesting place in his career. But I mean, this probably took him a couple days in the sound booth. Like he's not in this a lot. You know what I mean? It's just right uh, as opposed to the uh, the Crudes, where he's like the main voice character actor in that movie. He's probably there for like a couple weeks in the booth. Crudes is great though. And there's even behind-the-scenes footage of Cage in the booth going, like, I asked him to take the door off because I wanted to, like, move my <laughs> arms and act out what I was saying and stuff. Hey, that's a great YouTube video. <laughs> oh, no. Right, no. Cage, Cage dies. Dead. Cage dies. Even oh, no, he's not dead. He's a, he's, it's a mole-playing possum. <laughs> I'll tell you what won't be on my list. New Orleans. Uh, Las Vegas. Awkward sex scene. Cage drinks alcohol. Might get a helicopter. Might get. I mean, there's definitely been a gift-worthy scene at uh, this point. Does this mole have a out. visible tattoo? If not, I'm not checking that one off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dramatic tonal shift. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cross that then. Have we got an over? Okay, so if Cage freaks out, I get Cage freaks out and overreaction, and that I'm gonna give. I'm gonna win. Oh, he's certainly freaked out going down that pneumatic tube. All right, I'm gonna cross it. that off. I just need an overreaction then. Oh, is this where they throw him out by accident or some shit? <laughs> and then later we see this was all part of his master plan. Spackles. I never caught that Canadian flag on the uh, log cabin thing. Was that supposed to be 
Buscemi's can we talk, can we talk about how the owner oh of a God. pet store or the employee of a pet store just put a mole in a garbage bag and then flung it at a garbage <laughs> truck? Like, if they don't have, like, a better way to dispose the of pets. The garbage truck, like, I, literally, not. it backed up to the pet shop, like, any dead pets today? <laughs> they just threw one in. I mean, I've worked in retail. Like, <laughs> I'm, I would not be surprised if they just, like, put their dead things in the garbage. This is pretty cool. I don't remember this cockroach thing. Oh, right. No, because is it a real cockroach? No, it is a real cockroach. Got like a micro camera on it. I'm getting Ant Man vibes from this movie. Like just the way they play with scale and the tech and the music. You know what movie doesn't play with scale, even though it should, is downsizing. Really? Yeah. I would have imagined that's the entire film is this thing is so different when I'm so much smaller. No, there's one joke like that, which is probably in the, in trailer. the trailer with the, the vodka trailer. bottle. Oh no, there's a vodka uh, the bottle. Saltines is also in the trailer. Yeah. Oh, and he checks to make sure they didn't shrink his junk too much. Wait, what are you talking about? Uh, the Matt Damon, Alexander watching Payne a swarm of cockroaches on the screen got a little distracted. <laughs> the upcoming, as you we're recording this, but the recently released, as you're listening to this, Alexander Payne film Downsizing, which is about uh, how Matt Damon shrinks himself to live in this like tiny community of tiny community. Peoples, yeah. He shrinks, shrunk the Matt Damon. Yeah, like you shrink down to like this big, like then. Yeah, you're about you the size save, of a guinea pig. Yeah, you save a lot of money that way. <laughs> that's the movie. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah, so tra- like, that's the movie. Like, he wants to le- live a life of yeah. leisure, so he shrinks okay. himself down so that his money equals, like, millions of dollars. Okay, so that's like moving to Burma or something. <laughs> but it becomes, like, this sort of environmental thing. Like, it's just, it's not good. I saw it back in October at Fantastic Fest, September at a Fantastic Fest. And so just, they've cut a new trailer... Which makes it look like an entirely different movie. They've spoiled two to three more plot points. Um, you know what's amazing, though? I saw I saw a trailer for it when we saw Murder on the Orient Express, and I saw that with Melissa, Cage Club, resident Cage Club artist Melissa. You're the actual artist, but she's the podcast cover artist artist. I think she's vowed off of shows for a while. She's like, I'm not doing oh, anything. She's, <laughs> she's going to be on She's the Man for Magic Lakes. Okay. Because she okay. saw that movie like nine times in theaters. Because she worked at the theater at the time and she loved it. I'm just going to say, there's enough room for more than one of us. Artists? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, because we also haven't hit you up for any art requests. So that means... Because you, you, you're you're the most prolific in terms of... <laughs> well, like... Our original art. Getting work. Yeah, like you've been in, gal- like in a gallery. Like you make physical paintings. I'm, well, I'm just talking about in terms of her like the media. episode art oh, that for too. each... Oh, your episodes are for wistful thinking mm-hmm. like incredible. Yeah, I don't know how you Thank have you. the time to do that each week. I just half I don't either. <laughs> I just take it's words a- out of posters and put them on other things. Yeah, no, I actually have my notebook right here. Oh, cool! But there was a trailer for downsizing, and the best part of the movie, mm-hmm. even though it's way overdone, is the Asian woman that he sort Meets. of falls in love with or whatever. Yeah. Uh, she's great in the movie, but. She's in the new trailer for two seconds. I'm like, yeah. oh, she's about... She's like, what? I was like, yeah. No, that's the, that's the best part of the movie. Yeah, the only one I have in this notebook is the As long as oh, we got... Which was actually, I think, my favorite drawing so far. It's, it's awesome. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. They're all different, but they like feel connected as a whole. It was like an installation, you know? Like, yeah. They feel, they're different, but they feel like they belong together. Well, the, the reason that I decided to do them was I had a early draw like an early art teacher tell me I couldn't draw 
which is what? like super fucked what are up. What you doing as an art teacher? <laughs> right? Yeah. So like in elementary school, this art teacher like wouldn't admit me to the um, like the gifted and talented art program because she said I couldn't draw. So this year I decided I was finally going to learn to draw and you have to like actually draw to do that so <laughs> i figured it was like a good exercise to, like force myself to do something every couple of weeks you know do you know about gallery 1988 in la yeah i do because that, really... that's sort of the same kind of vibe that your stuff yeah like that that retro nostalgic they uh, had a bojack horseman show that looked amazing what did i see i went out there when i was in la visiting my friend we went to a gallery 1988 they had an opening night for something maybe it was just like stand-up comedians or something and they had a comedy show to like open it, and it was really cool. That's a, that's a cool little spot, though. Mm. They had a, uh, they had oh, what was it? It was Little Orphan Fourville and Andrew Lloyd Webber. Someone made like a four-inch little statue, and I wanted. But I was like, stab you. It was like three hundred dollars, and I was like, I can't spend three hundred dollars oh, on this thing. No, no, and then no. I, then like a couple months later, I was like, I really want. It. And I called back, and I'm like, no, somebody bought it. And I was like, ah. Uh. They used to have a location in New York, I think, but that closed, which is unfortunate. Yeah, they have two in L.A. They have, like, East and West. That's so weird. See, reading the stars at night, is that on anyone's... Yep, uh, that uh, happens in all these movies, as you know. (laughs) That's a true cage. You know when it would happen, which is what I really... I'm still holding on to this. I need to see Cage as a pirate. It's got... It doesn't need to be historically accurate. You know, he could think he's a pirate in modern day. I don't care, but it would be great to see him on a boat trying to read the stars. You want him as a pirate, you want him in a western, and yep. I want him in a musical. Oh, that's that would be great, yeah. That's the trifecta. I'm, I mostly want him as the ghost pirate in the next Pirate of the Caribbean movie. <laughs> the western is, like, what I'm going to cling on to till I die. Like, that is... If I could just... Oh, if I could just get him in a western, I'd be... I could is Bruckheimer out. involved in pirates or no? Uh, yeah... Wasn't that all Disney Bruckheimer? So then why isn't he in it? Because he's not, he not affiliated with them anymore. But he was. Yeah. Well, that was then. I feel like that was a certain time Ooh. in his career. I also, I don't Disney's have... moved on a bit from that type of stuff. Yeah, and I, Johnny Depp is also a monster, so there's that. Right, we may not be getting a next pirate film. Well, we might, but not with Jack not with Sparrow. Him. Yeah, just yeah. replace him with Cage. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. But they, they've like introduced Barbosa's daughter, and you've got... Um, What's his name is back in the new one? Um, Swashbuckley Joe. Um, Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom. Yeah, like he's back. Like you got cast to draw from. You don't need Johnny Depp anymore. Although Mrs. Former Mrs. Johnny Depp, Amber Heard was the best <laughs> female character in a Cage movie in Drive. Angle. And I would say the you know one of the best new parts of Justice League was actually seeing her show up. Was like sweet, she's in this movie, and then oh wait, no, she's just in this one scene. Damn seconds. it. Because you're like, she's going to be in this movie, obviously, because she's here. And, Mira. And no. Nope. She just vanishes. She's gone. It's like, why would it, if you have two Aquaman, or if you have Aquaman and Aquawoman, why wouldn't she use both of them? Like, that's what I never got. Like, well, because she couldn't it's the same reason why Atlantis? there's a whole race of Amazonians, they only use Wonder I have the same Woman. problem. Why didn't they show up in America and be like, we're here to kick some ass? Because they've got to defend... Uh, uh, they got to defend their own Termopoly. island. I gotta keep training on the island forever. <laughs> exactly. Which is the only scene that I've actually seen of that movie so far. Oh, Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good scene, though. I it's like a when great like, scene. You. That's good. Over here, you could do some work. Like, it feels really cool the way that movie's directed. I like it. Yeah. No, I definitely, I fully intend to see Wonder Woman. I'm just like saving it for the right time. Well, that's going to be the second episode, I believe. Which 
of Tobin's podcast and his sister. Which will be out. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I know exactly when it's going to be out. If you're listening to this, and I hope you are, email us, mailbag at cageclub.me. Let us know that you're actually listening to this. So this episode <laughs> of Cage Club Revisited will come out on February 1st. So Tobin's podcast starts next Tuesday, wow. the 6th. Okay. I believe Wonder Woman will be February 20th. So, soon. Exciting <laughs> stuff. Also exciting, this is, an, this is a sclusi that mm. will have been announced, I think, by the time this happens. Uh, Lindsay Gibb, Nicholas Cage author, she was on a bunch of Cage Clubs, she was on Keanu Clubs, she's going to watch The Thrones. Uh, she's going to have a Winona Ryder podcast. Ooh, that is also very exciting. Yeah. I can't wait till they review Great Balls of Fire. Because <laughs> <laughs> that movie, <laughs> hashtag problematic. Is that La Bamba? No, that's the uh, Jerry Lee Lewis married his 13-year-old cousin. Didn't oh. give a shit what anyone had to say uh, about it. And still to this day, is still playing rock and roll. Well, he just died. Or was that Jerry Lewis? Did he just die? I thought he. I thought someone posted a picture on Facebook that said, I saw the killer live in concert. Wait, which one did the... Oh, you took a Chuck Berry, maybe? No. Okay, he passed. Uh, Jerry guy, Lewis. Yeah, Jerry. Jerry yeah, Lewis yeah, okay. love him. he did the telethons for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. He was nice lady. Died. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna look through Winona Ryder's filmography. I just right recently now. watched Welcome Home, Roxy Carmichael, and because that was on a lot as a kid, and I never saw it, but I finally sat down and watched it. I really enjoyed that movie. What? So when uh, Kyle and Brian came to us and were like, they want to do a Philip oh, Seymour Hoffman Swiss. episode or a podcast, me and Mike were like, cool. These are the episodes that you have to let us be on, otherwise you can't do it. <laughs> Pretty much. So I want to see what I should do for Winona. I mean. So the, obviously the big ones I think Beetlejuice Everyone's going to want to do Beetlejuice Everyone's going to want to do Edward Scissorhands So good I want to call dibs on Heathers mm. Bram Stoker's Dracula I don't want to watch again I don't think Oh I would definitely do that one I was actually like a little bit bummed That I didn't get it for if Deanna you, If Club. you only need to focus on Mina Then I could see rewatching that You know Like It's not terrible I love the look of it I mean it's wonderful to look at. Oh. I used to watch it with the sound off and just, you know, like, <laughs> listen to a podcast yeah. or something. A Scanner Darkly, the other Keanu mm. movie. Mm. Private Lives with Pippa Lee. Wait, oh did my we know God. that she was in a, that was a Keanu trifecta? I don't know if we really She was in Black Swan? Wait, I forgot. As she was Beth amazing McIntyre? in Pippa Lee, but she, like, freaks out at the hospital. That was her, right? I think so. She was in the Star Trek movie? She's Spock's mom. Uh, oh, she oh. was in... In New Star Trek. Obviously Stranger Things. People are going to want to do Stranger Things. Right. But Show Me a Hero is also really great. I've never heard of that movie. It was a David Simon... It's not a movie. It's a TV show. It's an HBO uh, miniseries, Show Me a Hero, that David Simon, who created The Wire, did about uh, the housing crisis in New York in the 80s. Starring oh, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, the Oscar Isaac stuff. Okay. And who played his wife in that? This is a great chase sequence in this movie. I don't know if this is it or if this is... No, they're still playing with them. But I believe when they escape, it's a really good chase sequence. Not to get back to the movie or anything, guys. I didn't mean to... Mike, I don't want to drink anything, but this is our best podcast yet because we are not talking about the movie (laughs) at all. It's just on the background. We're playing a little bit of bingo. But yeah. So, yeah. So in 2018, we will have a Winona podcast. We will have The Contenders, which is... Highlighting the unruly women of cinema. <gasps> Little women, I love that. That movie oh, is so good. 
I tried like, to watch that instead of read the book in yeah. college, and it didn't work out good. No, I, like, I, I loved the book as a kid. Two, and and like, uh, well. No, I love that adaptation. It's so good. I forgot. Like, I always forget it exists, and then I remember, and I'm like, oh my god. So we will have... I want to know how much the kid is doing with the remote control, and how much the actual gerbil's doing behind the wheel here. Well, uh, as it's he was driving, he split. said, this wheel doesn't work, so no, it's so entirely remote control. <laughs> Although he did sort oh, of... Oh, now like he's going to control it himself. He did right. kind there of Superman goes. it or whatever. Not super... I gotta, yeah, that's called Superman. No, Superman right? is like when you like go up and you have both hands on it and you're like, the thing's up. He just had one hand out. The whole oh. thing was to his right. Maybe he was doing a General Zod. Or maybe he was doing a Gus Gorman. Maybe he was doing a Superman 4 where he's just carrying... Uh, people in space just like sort of dangling them. Moon fight. Oh, mermaids too. Oh, I saw that in theaters. Think because so I saw good. Beetlejuice in theaters, and my mom's like, "Yeah, let's go see this other Winona Ryder movie." <laughs> it's still a great movie, but yeah. it's not like for kids. No, definitely not. <laughs> so we'll have a Winona podcast. We will have Tobin's Contenders podcast. We will have Mike's Third Times a Charm podcast. We'll have Nico and Kevo and uh, what's her name. Oh, no. Tori, yeah, Tori's podcast, the Billy Club podcast, which is about Daredevil, Daredevil, the Daredevil comics, and then Nico's going to have another podcast about comics sometime next year, I believe, or as you're listening to it this year. But yeah, do you want a podcast? Email us <laughs> mailbag at cageclub me. Kyle and Brian might start a new one next year. Yep. Here's the escape sequence. So what I like most about this is when a car crashes into the um, landscaping truck. Quick question for you. I'm sorry to interrupt. Is him trying to stomp the dot? Is that an overreaction? <laughs> I mean, the kid is a bit of a demon kid. He's a little devil child. So I, no, you know. It's, a, it's an appropriate he, reaction. He only overreacts. It's probably Oh, so they're sugar. all overreactions. Oh, I see what you're getting at. This is a backdoor <laughs> bingo. I would say no. Damn <laughs> it's it. not an overreaction. <laughs> All right. Totally fine. But anyway, you were saying about the cars? I uh, was. This? You were saying something about the yes, cars. Yes, yeah. There's one moment during a chase sequence. I remember remarking on the podcast that I had wanted to see it in a live-action chase forever and had actually, had, in college, like written it into a, a screenplay at one point was... Um, people being chased down a suburban street and the pursuers crashing into a landscaping truck like going oh, right, up yeah, the yeah, ramp yeah, and like yeah, yeah. through the truck and getting like launched onto a yard and then it happens in this movie like of all the movies i've seen like it was g-force that uh, it peered its ugly head in now does that have anything to do with suburban nightmare <laughs> no that is quite a different terrible movie you we've already done that twice we did Amos oh and Andrew God. the regular podcast, and we revisited it. Ever want to watch that movie? Man, oh man! Like just another extra PSA: Don't watch Amos and Andrew. Still racist. That is just the worst movie. I just thinking about it, it's got me like, like depressed. <laughs> One of the movies you signed up for Kara to do was Guarding Tess. Have you seen Guarding Tess? Mm-hmm. Oh, it is real depressing and real <laughs> weird. Talk about tonal shifts, you know, awkward shifts in yep. tone and left and right. He plays a bodyguard in that one, right? He plays the bodyguard to the former first lady, I believe. Or the, the first lady or the mother? Oh, no, no, the, the mother. former first okay. vice president. Wasn't it the or the mother to the president? Yeah, it's... It's, it's an elderly woman who's... 
related to a former president in some is way. Is that Elton John? Oh, no, you know and who that is? Secret Service for That's her. not Elton John. Is that Gus Van Sant? That dad? We gotta look in the credits. It's either Elton John or Gus Van Sant. Elton John, uh, star of Kingsman 2? Exactly. That's why I thought of it. But then I also saw Gus Van Sant because he did a couple quick cameos at, at some times. Like, he's in, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. He's in, a, he shows up in some of his own movies from here to there. And he's just playing a dad, like, uh, as an extra. It's like, hey, I want to put my kids in a film. I and mean, didn't he work with Disney on Rango or something? Maybe that was DreamWorks. No, no, no. Rango is the guy who did that's Pirates. DreamWorks. Oh, that is? Then that's... That's, that's, that's Gore Verbinski. That's oh, not Verbinski. Gus Van Sant. No, I'm not talking about... I'm just saying Gus Van Sant. That's who I thought I saw in the movie, but... Oh, no, but okay. I don't know where you got from. UPK, Coffee Maker. This movie only has a 41 on Metacritic, which is very low. So, yeah, the major plan is revealed. All those little chips are going to make household appliance sentient and pull the Skynet, I guess, and take over. It's just like Transformers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Transformers, which is a lot like Terminator. Well, there's this... There's it's basically the, Superman 3. There's the line the where, computers are gonna where take Sam Litwicky's mom is yelling about her toaster oven turning into a robot. Oh, yeah. And then in the first one, doesn't like a vending machine turn into a robot? Probably. And like an Xbox turns into a robot? Kitten calendar, kitten calendar, kitten calendar, kitten calendar, <laughs> kitten calendar, kitten calendar. Why are you sweating? Because I'm a kid. I'm a child. I sweat. <laughs> Mike and I will go to our graves defending those movies when robots are not on screen. Yeah. As soon as the robots show up on screen, mm-hmm. we are mentally checked Those out. movies should be called Humans. <laughs> and, and be about Shia LaBeouf not getting along with his parents. Because Megan Fox is really good in the first one. The parents are good in it. He's good in it. His weirdo roommates in the second one are okay. It's just that as soon as the robots show up, you're like, oh, this is all garbage. We came with some real weird realizations during all this movies. I feel like. <laughs> We're also, I'm also still the only person in my fantasy baseball league who will give uh Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Second Chance, and I really mm-hmm. like that movie. And people are like, "No, it's bad." I'm like, "No, no, no, it's actually pretty good." Yeah, I, I think I mentioned on the podcast how like I had not been against like I had not passionately like campaigned against a movie as hard as I ever had after seeing Crystal Skull, and then seeing it again, I was like, "What was I, what was wrong with me?" <laughs> like, I don't know what my problem was. Like, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, it but is Williams. It is. Like, it's not. It's not. It's not to the caliber of the previous ones, but like. It works. Yeah. It's like, what was my problem? <laughs> Shia's great in it. Karen Allen's good in it. Harrison Ford's fine. He's fine, you know. The nuke the I'm fridge fine. thing isn't terrible. <laughs> I like Shia as my... I want a Mutt movie. It's never going to happen. Mutt's, Mutt's dead, basically. They basically confirmed he's been killed off between movies. <laughs> like, went on his own adventure. Zed's dead. I want the young Mutt Williams Chronicles. Hmm. I'll tell you what, those young indie chronicles are not that bad. I watch those with my nephew from time to time, too. And, uh, you, you know, know, he was like a teenage spy in World War One. Teddy Roosevelt ha- taught him how to shoot his first gun on safari in Africa while his dad was on a book tour. Cool. Like, it is, he's global. He was born uh, July, July 1st, 1899, in Princeton, New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, there are little tidbits about the character you pick up. You're like, yeah, this works. You know in the what we're going to have to do for boyfriend material is like the 60 episodes of Young Hercules that Gosling did. Oh my did. god. Young Hercules. I what? Like, it's, it's, it's a lot <laughs> of Young Hercules. Face. 
One of his first things, if not his first thing, he was in. He might have been Young Hercules. Yeah, he, I thought he was Young. I think Hercules. he was Young Hercules. Yeah. He was in what? Mickey Mouse Club. Carrie's losing her goddamn. Well, shit. I forgot the Young Hercules was a thing. First that of all, was like on the dis- if I'm not mistaken, I'm probably mistaken. All but I've seen so far like is that was box art, and it's him, <laughs> babyface Gosling as Hercules. I thought that I've seen footage on like a oh my god Tonight Show or something who played it. <laughs> Tell me how many episodes he did, please, because I'm, I'm not... He is Young Hercules. Yeah. yeah. How many episodes? Yeah. Uh, let's see. 50. Oh, God. 50. Were they half an hour or were they an hour? Because we did 20... If they were around the time of Xena, they're probably like 44 minutes uh, or something. Because we did like 25 hours for Summerland. If we had to do 50 hours... For young Hercules. No, they're 30 minute episodes. Okay, okay, so it's a little same, better. It's the yeah. same time commitment <laughs> as we have. Ooh, Xena podcast would be great. Yeah. Lucy Wallace? Yeah. That was a cool They show. were going to do a Xena reboot oh. with her and Gabrielle, like full on as lesbians, and then they canceled it. And I'm deeply upset you want, about so, it. So, you want an actual exclusive? We have not talked about this. The next podcast that you and I are officially doing. Oh, did we? We've officially agreed on this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have not. We have not mentioned this. This is an exclusive. And this has been talked about for a long time. Mm-hmm. I own all the movies. We are an hour into the G Force podcast. If, you, if you've listened <laughs> this far, you deserve it. And this was. This has been talked about for a long time. Like going back to Cage Club Part One. So, wait. What? What are you saying? Viva Pod Vegas. We're doing an Elvis podcast. Okay. <laughs> that got. Pretty He's much done. the reaction I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to care, except I cannot wait to do it. There's just something... I don't... I can't explain it. Maybe by the end of the podcast, I'll be able to put it in. Well, no, I think of it. Like, he was a massive star for a reason. Like, there's yeah. something he there. He only did, like, 30 it's, movies, it's, too. Yeah. But, but but I feel like... Only. It's all charisma. Like, I feel like it's going <laughs> to... Oh, I'm well aware that we're going to watch the same movie 30 times. Yes. We're going to watch 10 Hawaii movies mm-hmm. where it's yeah. just him singing to a different pretty girl similar songs. But what we're going to do, I don't know when this is going to come out. Sometime either later next year, like later 2018 or 2019. This is later. <laughs> it's a later problem. It's after Charlie's. I'm only half listening to you because I'm still looking at pictures of Ryan Gosling. <laughs> we're going to have people, if you want to be a guest on Viva Pod Vegas, we're going to just say, you say if you say yes, we're going to just randomly assign you to a movie. Right. Because okay. everybody's going to want to do Viva Las Vegas. Everybody's going to want to do Jailhouse Rock. Nobody's going to want to do, like, King Creole yeah, or whatever. Kissing Cousins. Like. Kissing Cousins. Um, great, great name for Blue a movie. Hawaii. Blue Hawaii is a pretty big one, I think. I would guess Blue Hawaii. Let's see here. Cage. Other Ideas podcast. Okay. Here, Here's the name of... here. Okay. Here, here's a game we can play. Tell me which of these movies you would want to be on. <laughs> Loving You, Change of Habit, which I hope is about nuns. Charo, <laughs> It Happened at the World's Fair, Jailhouse Rock, Stay Away Joe, Live a Little, Love a Little, Tickle Me, Fun in Aqualco, G.I. Blues, Girls, 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 G.I. Blues, Roused About, Blue Hawaii, Easy Come, Easy Go, King Creole, Paradise Hawaiian Style, Clam Bake, Flaming Star, Follow That Dream, Frankie and Johnny, Kid Galahad, Love Me Tender, Wild in the Country, Girl Happy, Kissing Cousins, Viva Las Vegas, Elvis on Tour, Harem Scarum, Speedway, The Trouble with Girls, Double <laughs> Trouble, or Spin Out. I feel like this is going to be one where Mike and I are like, 
What movie was <laughs> it? Was, it was the one where he was in Hawaii. It was the where one he was where he chasing was in a girl jail. or something. It was the one where he was in New Orleans. Uh, I would definitely do the one about nuns if it's actually about nuns. Change of habit. Yeah. Uh, there was the, another one that stood out to me, but that list was too long for my short-term memory to okay. Change of retain, so. Girls, girls, girls. <gasps> oh, yeah. No, that one, too. Cause it's, uh, oh, my God. Girl trouble? Like, change trouble of, with okay, girls? Hold on. So change of habit problems. is G-rated, 93 minutes, crime drama music, <laughs> an incognito nun tries to help yes. a doctor clean up an inner-city ghetto with the pair growing closer Uh-oh. as time goes on. Elvis Sidious is a nun. Is this, is this the movie where we're in the ghetto? It's gotta be, right? Oh, I guess. Well, maybe. I mean, maybe. Was that from a movie? Hold on. You know who the nun is? Uh-oh. Mary Tyler Moore. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, I am 100% on board now. Change of habit. Amazing. The best part is that I bought all 32 <coughs> Elvis movies. I spent... 60 bucks? Really? Wow. New. Like, they're all in these, like, four, eight-movie collections that you can get for, like, eight bucks. So it's just wonderful. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, I was listening to... What was I listening to? Something before I came here, and whoever was speaking was talking about how uh, George W. Bush can actually fart on command. And <laughs> as, a, as a younger man, he was sharing an office with somebody, and if he knew that his office mate had, like, guests coming for a meeting or something, he would come in, fart, and leave. Make it seem like the other guy farted. So what a class act. The room. That's how you become president. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> also, your dad is president first. Also, that does help. That does help. Cage isn't driving, right? This isn't... Speckles no, isn't. I'm looking for a red sports car. <laughs> That's not an airplane. If we get an airplane, no, I win. If we have an overreaction, I win. Although, I feel like... I'm not going to cross it off, but I feel like them chasing these guinea pigs... <laughs> a a bit of an overreaction. Is a bit of an overreaction. But don't you... By overreaction, we kind of mean like... A freakout? A freakout of some kind, maybe? Well, we also have freakout as a separate one. Oh, now they're separate, and one of them is red. That could be construed as a red sports car. Uh, I don't know. It's more of a sports. This ball. is kind of reminiscent of the Fast and the Furious, where they have the three that cars that are trying to steal DVD players. Oh, <laughs> and Letty's like driving underneath the, uh, Whoa. the tractor trailer. Like this is shot really well, like very competent. You know, that's a game we can play on Viva Pod Vegas. Is based on the title of the movie, guess what the movie's about. (laughs) Because I nailed Change of Habit as a nun movie. And it's not just because I saw Novitiate last night, but because Habit is just like the the best wordplay you can possibly have. When did they build that into the ball? Oh, here we go, guys. This is what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really cool stunt. Into the crystal into, ship from the Breaking Bad set. Yeah, into a <laughs> caravan. Just meth everywhere. Have you ever done something with your name in the terms of a pun with caravan? Mm. Oh, man. No, but my fourth grade teacher did call me Caribbean. Mm. Caribbean, like as a play on Caribbean. Have, have you ever considered uh, finding a man to marry whose name, his last name was either Van or Bean? <laughs> No, for, but for now no, that you mention for it, for no other reason, just than comedy to give purposes. up your last name, yeah, give up your middle name, and just be. Hi, my name's Caravan. 
That actually would make my life so much easier. <laughs> so many fewer syllables, no annoying punctuation marks in the last name. So caravan would be good. Caribbean mm-hmm. would be like, because nobody knows how to spell Caribbean as it is. <laughs> You'd be like, well, no, 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 it's not even that anyway. It's but, C-A-R-A. But at least caravan sounds like a normal name. Too. Yeah. Like, you would come across someone with that name. Like the last name Caravan? Name. Well, at least the last name Van of some, yeah. someone. Like, it's not yeah. too... Caravan of White? As far as, like, the, after, like... That's a before and after on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> your celebrity power couple, your married celebrity power couple name with Vanna White, Caravan of mm. White. It's like... Caribbean or Caribbean, you know, there's two ways to pronounce that. It's not as solid mm-hmm. wordplay. <laughs> yeah, Caribbean also, like, Queen. just with having so many syllables in my name, I would like something that's just, like, short. Also, if you married... It would be, had to be somebody with the last name, like, Sean Bean, but Where if you'd be Caribbean, which is, like, from? you know... be somebody whose last name was Bean, but pronounced it Bean, mm-hmm. which means that the person is a lunatic and you should not marry them, this fictional person. This is wonderful. <laughs> I don't remember why there's fireworks going on. <laughs> Did that just we haven't really been paying attention. You're not at home. You're out in the world <laughs> doing it. Like, <laughs> Well, that's the whole message. It's like when kids go home after they see this movie, don't try to fly through fireworks. Outside. Okay. <laughs> that guy always has his sunglasses up. He's got a bit of a Brian Cranston-y thing going on there at the end. Now, you just thinking that because I mentioned the crystal ship? Well, I'm getting lookalikes throughout this whole movie, so... I guess I'm just recasting in my brain. Is it based on hair? No, it was actually just more based on, like, the look he was given. He kind of had, like, that drop-jaw, Walter White, like, you kidding me thing going on in his face. Chili pee. So I found that I cannot distinguish people... <laughs> I can't tell if somebody's the same person in a different movie if they have a different hairstyle. <laughs> it's very bad. Uh, I just think that everyone whose name starts with the same letter is the same person. Uh, well, one thing I realized while watching Godless is that uh, Jeff Bridges and Jeff... Daniels? Daniels are two different people. Yeah. Whoa. One's forgot again. No, yeah, because when, when we were talking... Because we did try... Oh, because the night that we were recording Trial and Error, and I was watching Trial and Error, I recorded the oh, PSL yeah, Hoffman, Hoffman thing. bonus thing about the Big Lebowski, and I was like, no, 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 Jeff Daniels, Jeff Bridges, two different people. And I know they're two different people, but I can't remember who is who. Exactly. Like, I can't remember yeah. which one was in which. Well, because I was like, hey, wasn't this guy also in True Grit? And then I was like, oh, no, that's a different Jeff who looks exactly the same and sounds exactly the same, basically. And I mean, once the they have beers... And do the same kind of movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. But I was saying to Mike when I saw Murder on the Orient Express, I'm like, I didn't recognize it was Daisy Ridley. He's like, oh yeah, different hair. I was like, oh, it's probably <laughs> exactly that. I was like, did she have three buns on the back of her head like Ray? Nope. Then it was Daisy Ridley. Was she carrying a lightsaber? <laughs> nope. All right. I didn't recognize her. You better hope they don't change her hair in the next Star Wars movie <laughs> from that three bun thing. <laughs> no, I, I know who she is in that. That's also the the downside to me not watching trailers or like looking up anything about a movie. It's like I don't know who's in movies, so I'm like, oh, that person looks familiar, but she didn't even look familiar to me because I've only seen her in. She's only Force been Awakens. in that. That's all she's ever been in. So, I don't think I'm gonna have any more. What's realistically cage eating? Was he? I don't think he had any cheese. Airplane, helicopter. Airplane or overreaction will help me win. 
I'm sure I missed a couple. Who microwaves cake? Yeah, especially a slice of cake like that, just, like, from a a sheer chemistry and physics perspective, microwaving a slice of cake like that would be a nightmare. It would completely uh, damage the integrity, the structural integrity of that slice, and it would just, like, melt, fall apart. would not be good. I am with the non-nuking of the cake. Oh, I remember this now. It reforms like a giant robot. Yeah. Do you think nuke the cake is like nuke the fridge? Full transformer. Ooh, nuke the the cake. To bring it back. I'll say this about this third act. It goes there. Like, it goes all out. This is the robo-apocalypse for kids. Oh, God. When is it going to happen? And can it get here faster? I think I don't want to be around for that. I have a lot of technology in my house. Let's not have it be... I kind of wanted, like, yeah, I either want to be before it or after it. I don't want to be during it, you know? Like, I could understand being raised in a post-apocalyptic society run by evil robots. Okay, because that's all you know. I'm okay with my kids doing the same thing because (laughs) they they don't know any better. But... But going through that change, you know what you've lost, and Mm -hmm. it's just like, ugh. That's true. Like what we're doing, what we're going through now, you know, with the tyrant and everything. With the what? With the what? What'd you say? With the what and oh, everything? Oh, with the with the guy who sits in the house that's painted white. Oh, the guy who declined times men, your honors. <laughs> the guy who prefers people who weren't captured. You know, the you guy know, who realized, would rather be golfing. I realized yesterday. And this this feels like the appropriate place to talk about this. Sure. An hour and ten minutes into G Force, <laughs> I don't hate him. I hate I that do. people like him. Yeah, oh, I hate his guts. No, but like I don't like. Cause I mean, I do hate him, but I also think I he's hate hilarious. That like him as well. I, yeah, I, I don't if, think he's. Funny. If he didn't have control over anything, yeah, it would be the most amazing case study. The fact, though, that he has as much power as he has is horrifying. It's horrifying. Yeah, but it's, it, the fact that like zero redeeming The fact quality. that anybody says tweets. Time said you're probably <laughs> going to be man of the year. I said probably is not good enough. Is amazing. Mm, yeah, I don't know. but it's the just fact that people unironically love that yeah. is yeah. troubling. That is horrifying. The thing that's like I, I've really been struggling with in the past year and a half is that like all of this is really hilarious, except that it's also terrifying horrendously <laughs> terrifying yeah. and i am scared for my life at every yeah. moment of the day i'm not laughing anymore i'm at the point where it's not funny <laughs> the joke I'm is bothered over by See, it, I, I think i've come around to where it's funny again it's gonna get not funny no, again be, i, I, I can know. never go back i can't go back i feel like my eyes have been, i feel like neo <laughs> like i've seen <laughs> the worst and what is amazing though about these podcasts is that when we're you know, I listened to the ones that we did, the, the revisited, especially. Yeah, they're time capsules. Because we've talked, <laughs> well, we've talked about Ben Affleck so many times. But they're out of time. We it's talked, a thing. We mm-hmm. talked about yeah. on the when we were watching It Could Happen to You, which was we did like eight months ago or whatever, and it just came out this week. We were talking. We that's where we came up with a recast game. We were like, oh, we'll recast Red Buttons as Louis C.K. And we're like, oh, no. <laughs> we're like, like we brought it into being. Um, <laughs> It's really good. So, like, whatever. So, in February, when he's no longer our president, yeah, he resigns. Just saying. And we just have somebody who wants to. No, 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 no. no. You don't understand. No, he'll be gone. That too. is the worst case scenario. Like, you think no, it's bad there'll, there'll with be him a in charge? Special election for the president. Mm-mm, that's not going to happen. We're I mean, we're looking at Handmaid's Tale country, like sometime very very soon, because yep. the as as refreshing as it's been to see 
you know, men finally be held accountable for their, their very disgusting actions. Um, the more that this happens, the scare, like the more terrified I get because there's going to be a backlash and women are going to have to pay the price. And, you know, like with Mike Pence as close to the presidency as he is and the other complete psychos that are in our government, um, I... Yeah. One no, of the, like the I said, I, I live in get, fear every moment. The of whole administration day. will be thrown in jail together. I, I hope so. No, yeah. one of the one of the Gawker sites did like six months ago. Like, how far down the chain of command does it have to go for us oh, to right. not be terrified? And it was like basically a twenty three or twenty four <laughs> people down because yeah. mm-hmm. like everybody above was like Horrible. directly tied. But like some of them were like better than others. It's just yeah. like oh, they take money from big oil or whatever, which is like fine, that's fine. But like it was basically like. And I'm not saying that, like, you know, if Hillary was president, like, her entire cabinet wouldn't be, like, flawed, too. It's just... But they wouldn't all be, like, literal evil billionaires. (laughs) Exactly. They wouldn't be flaunting... I mean, have you seen Steven Mnuchin do anything with his face? Mm -mm. Oh, my goodness. Did I tell you that uh, our... I don't even... What's what's his... Secretary of Defense? What I don't know. Whatever. Rex Tillerson. Whatever his role is. Secretary of State. Secretary of State. His son was in my first grade class. Oh, Really? He, he, they moved because he was the Exxon CEO, uh-huh. and I think in his ascension to Exxon CEO, uh, he moved to New Jersey because there was there's a couple different offices in New Jersey mm-hmm. that because my parents both worked for Exxon, they met at Exxon, so there's one in Clinton where I think Rex Tillerson worked for a while or at least for a couple of years. So they moved up here. You know, the Clinton Diner, they have a, a magician come in one evening a week and make balloon animals for people. <laughs> Clinton Station Diner, yeah, the green one, yeah, love it. It has the biggest and smallest hamburgers in the world, or New Jersey or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, Rex Larson moved to New Jersey, and so his son Tyler was in my first grade class, and I went to his house. I never met the dad, but I went to his house to get for, free oil, for your car, for your gas. You no, know, I wish. We, uh, well, I didn't have a car. I was six. Your parents. Uh, but <laughs> we uh, went to his birthday party. Apparently, I went over another time that, like, my mom has this memory that, like, they didn't know anybody here, and my mom is, like, the nicest person in the world. And so, like, she, like, helped this woman, like, know where, because, like, this was, like, pre internet, like, know where grocery stores are, and know yeah. where this, that, blah, blah, blah. And she told a story about how we went over there, like, they were talking, and, like, I came down, and, like, he has a TV in his bedroom. <laughs> and now he's, you know, the Secretary of State. It's, uh. What a time to be alive. That's horrible that the Exxon CEO is now Secretary of State. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, in the grand scheme of things. He's, he's, oh, yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> on the bell curve. It's not like he's, he's a the pedophile. And it's also, I mean, it's not, it's not outside the realm of possibility for uh, America's chief foreign policy officer to have been a former CEO of an oil company. Like, Given our history of foreign policy, like that's kind of you know, yeah, it actually want, want them to know he's actually probably oil. one of the most qualified people for the job. But what's terrifying is that he is dismantling the State Department <laughs> and uh, getting rid of all of the ambassadors and diplomats and shit. And like that's scary. Hey man, gotta go. <laughs> Tell your friend. Tell him his dad's got to resign. I found him on Facebook. I do not recognize him. <laughs> I can't imagine he's lived much of a life, though. This is such a worthwhile like conclusion for a children's film. Like, you can't <laughs> even believe how awesome this looks. And it's got Cage's face on the monitor. Uh, speckles. There's a giant Transformer robot. I'm saying this is an overreaction, and I'm going to call myself the winner. 
I like Because whatever his plan is, this is an overreaction. You think? Are you sure? Because, like, the robots are taking over the world. Well, no, he is. he's in charge of the Look, robots. Look, he's raining down space oh. junk. Yeah. That is awesome. So the robots... He's he he created the robot uprising. Him? There was this. Yeah, there was this. There was this Cage. Yeah, yeah. Huh. it's his plan. There was this whole. That is an overreaction. The came and killed his entire oh, wait, 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 wait. family. There was this whole uh, thing where there was like this mysterious Mister Yanshu. Yep. And then you find out that Speckles is Mister Yanshu because Yanshu is Chinese for mole, I think, or yeah. something. It was mentioned at one point when we were probably talking about Winona Ryder or Elvis or <laughs> fixing <Trump>. America. <laughs> uh, I have this one weird part-time job one day a week, and my boss there uh, grew up in Janesville, Wisconsin, which is where Paul Ryan is from, and her mom is his mom's massage therapist. <laughs> Ooh, that's weird, isn't it? He just seems like a good guy, though, right? We all <laughs> Nothing wrong with him. Like caring, down to earth, considerate of other people, good head on his shoulders. Definitely, women like they actually definitely exist. cares about the American people. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not about money at all. Mm-mm. I mean, he's just a guy who loves to dab <laughs> and pop roach. Although that wasn't actually true. That the. the um, I don't know if you saw that the day I forget which time it was well, because someone said they liked Papa Roach. Well, there it was like at one point. You know that's a lie. No, <laughs> might have been the first or second healthcare bill failure. Uh, there's been so many I can't keep track really, but uh, there was like a a, f- a fake news story, like a joke fake news story that he like got into his Escalade and you could hear Papa Roach blaring from inside as he like drove off, and Papa Roach actually tweeted like, "No thanks, man." Like, we don't Papa need to. Roach has to be like, yeah. I don't want people listening to my music. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you sure, dude? Like, you got to get every guy. Sadly, can. it was not true. But. No. It was Kid Rock, <laughs> not Papa Roach. Well, that fits in. I mean, what's so wild is that like he like self identifies as a Rage Against the Machine fan, and it's like, really? Have you ever Have you really ever... sat down and read any of those lyrics? Yeah. If you've even sang along, I think you'd get the gist of what they're about. Well, hey, what's crazy, he thinks he is raging against the machine. Right, because he sees it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the machine is the swamp. we got to drain that swamp. Is the swamp drained? Have we finished that yet? Uh, yeah, well, they repopulated it with evil billionaires. Oh, the Legion of Doom set up shop It's a much more swamp. expensive swamp now. <laughs> they turned the swamp into, like, Central Park. Yay. Here comes the downfall of Mr. Yanshu. Nice. And his global empire. Feels climactic. It feels like this has been going on a while. <laughs> like, <laughs> We've only got like 13 minutes left in the movie, including credits. Not even, okay. really. Uh, I just had to look yeah. up a picture of Steven Mnuchin smiling, because this is actually what he looks like. And he talks like that, too, with his teeth <laughs> like clenched, and he looks like the Joker. Yeah. He's that a is literal a total, evil like, millionaire. Jack Nicholson Joker look. Yeah. Smilex all the way. Yeah. Anytime you want to turn your phone away from me, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Love that Joker. This is like what? What do you? Th- what do we think the budget was for this movie? I'm going to say sixty. Oh, no, it's up there. It's, this is around the time where a hundred million dollars is nothing for Disney. Mm-hmm. What do you think this was? It's a, I'd say eighty to ninety. Eighty to a hundred. Pick a number. I'm going to say ninety. 
I don't know how numbers work, so. (laughs) You're like Will Ferrell in The House. Have you seen The House? Oh, you need to. He can't. He's like, thinks letters are numbers and vice versa. And at the end, it all hinges on him memorizing four numbers. I said 60. Yeah. You said 90. Yeah. The answer... 140. Oh! Oh, I turned out to be the closest. Although, worldwide gross, almost 300 million. Holy shit. I'm surprised it didn't, didn't become a franchise. Well, they made... Stuffed toys, so the I'm most, sure they sold them at the Disney store. The most popular review on IMDb, I think, is called "What a waste of money and time." <laughs> That's a popular review. Three out of ten. I would have said better than most of the crap I take my niece to. <laughs> As a parent of two children, ages six and eight, my family sees a lot of movies. Has been highly anticipating G Force after all the hype that was placed on it. What a disappointment! Whoa, how long ago was that? There was no hype for this. July twenty-eight, twenty, July twenty-fifth, two thousand nine. The funny parts that are shown on the trailers are not funny in the movie. There's a couple of scenes that might merit a chuckle. The use of the word couple is pushing it. Even my kids said that there was they were very disappointed because it was more of an action movie. That's disappointing to a kid? Eight years old? Basically, all the decent parts were in the trailers. Hey, hey guy, don't watch trailers. trailers. <laughs> I usually don't dislike a movie this much, but I dislike this one enough to register here and make a comment about it. Wow. Since I use the reviews a lot myself. I'm feeling really gypped right now over this movie. <laughs> Holy crap. Take it easy. That's a reaction. So here, just, I'm not going to read any more movie's reviews. movie's adorable. But here, here's the uh, the ratings of the top five reviews. Three, five, three, oh, seven, Oh, he just mentioned ten. taking a trip to Vegas. Does that count? <gasps> yes, it counts. I can't believe we got Vegas in. <laughs> Anybody else win? I no. won. No, I didn't win, but <laughs> I got to n- knock something else off. Not included in the free space, Kara. How many have you crossed off? I have ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have nine. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Not bad. Is that Cage works out? Oh, no, Cage no, is Cage has been arrested. Um. Oh, he's probably working out in prison, though. I don't know if we get an extra <laughs> shot. It would be cool if he had like a prison tat and everything. Ooh, like an eight ball? <laughs> no, not like that eight ball. That was like drawn on with a marker. You know. Cage Club Bingo was the brainchild of your podcasting partner, Jordan Paul and Clark. She's like, you guys should do bingo. We're like, yeah, maybe. And then we're like, oh, yeah, we should do bingo. <laughs> we keep trying to figure out what game to play on the podcast, and we just keep forgetting or just not doing a great job of it. I've got one segment on my show, Third Time's a Charm, and it's called Book Club. And we, I read selected passages from the novelization of the the movie. (laughs) It's kind of amazing. That sounds great. I I love a dramatic reading. So for every movie that is available for, I'm going to read the novelization and recite some. I really think you guys should do MASH. MASH is not No, we definitely should. It's just I can't do the numbers part. So let Jordan do it. Okay. You have a co-host for a reason. Yeah, you're right. Oh, there he is doing his hard labor. I'm removing all the chips from the devices. Uh, I love this. Yeah, he wants to voice. be part of the team again. That should be Kelsey Grammer. We got to check the credits for Gus Van Sant. He's not in the on IMDb. Okay. <laughs> oh look, that happened to Phil Hartman and Sergeant Bilko. So this is Will Arnett. Yeah, it's Will Arnett, but he's still at the South Pole Station. Speaking of Arrested Development. I really thought that the episode that we just put out this week of Revisited was the first bingo one, 
But I think it's the next one is the first bingo okay. one. So she's got a little earring on. Mm-hmm. Oh. She got that when that little girl adopted her. Oh. Which, <laughs> nailed on her. Hair done, nailed Which done, I'm going to mark off a woman is attacked because the, yeah. dr- or the, the guinea pig really seemed to be upset about it. Because she was getting the nails done and stuff. I won't fight you on it. Okay. Oh, they got badges. Did they make... Is Surf's Up a franchise? Oh, yeah. uh, they made a, they sec- made a, they made a sequel. That's okay. starring all wrestlers. It's a WWE thing. That's an interesting but, direction but to Surf's go Up in. was great also. It's yeah. actually like... What's After maybe the first five movies? minutes, I fucking love yeah, that movie. Oh, really no, 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 no. I was on board from the opening when I'm just like, wait, is this a mockumentary? I was like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, no, the mockumentary is like gold. I've yet to see a cartoon mockumentary since. Oh, here's Are we going to more Black Eyed Peas? You're gonna get singing and oh, dancing. Oh no, Flo Rida they, they featuring the too. Nelly Furtado. Hoyt, what a blast Hoyt from the past. Geekman Jr. Oh, dancing. Oh yeah, screenplay by the Wibberleys. Who are they? Uh, they're the Wibberleys. <laughs> Favreau dancing. Come on, I need some Sam Rockwell dancing. There is one bingo oh, no, card no, thing no. that is Elvis or the Beatles, which we obviously did not get here. I kind of want to get Elvis or the Beatles or the Black Eyed Peas. Uh, do the Black Eyed Peas show up a lot? They had a song of this. I think it might be the only time they have a song. Do you know what's funny? It's weird. Is um, at uh, I'm only thinking of this because we recorded the Superman 3 podcast before, but when they go to the Smallville reunion, Roll Over Beethoven is playing, and it's the Beatles version, and it's a Richard Lester movie, so it's like a little hidden huh. sort of Easter egg in huh. there. You're not going to like this, but your parents are going to love it. <laughs> cool. Oh, see? Again. <laughs> Black Eyed Peas. I got a feeling. Oh, God. So we've got like six minutes of credits, I think? No, it can't be that much. Yep. Wow, six minutes. It's all those animators. Empl- keeping Asia employed. Whoa, how long is that name? Oh, it's two people. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, Mike. <laughs> We got to get it. There's Nisi Nash. Maybe two shots. Oh, that guy's a comic. He's a he's a musician. Yeah, there's our guy. Rufus Wainwright's father. Oh no, that just. I just remembered that was the shot I did with the Nicolas Cage and the thing. So that was my uh, Facebook. Uh, just this week as we're recording this, Loudon Wainwright's episode of Fresh Air with Terry Gross was oh, reaired. Okay, yeah. Because I, I, I first heard of him from those Judd Apatow movies. He would squeeze them in at the end in mm. places and stuff. And I was like, who is that guy? Why is he like so revered? And then I went and did like, he was worth a Google. You know? So. <laughs> I get it. Worth a Google is a Zach Galifianakis Joker line. Condiment man. He's real. He's worth a Google. There was singing, right? They were just yeah, singing. Yeah, they were singing and dancing. Were singing or just singing and singing? No, singing Well, all it says general. is singing. Singing counts, yeah. I was one away, and that one was the red sports car. It's a real shame. Can't all be winners like me. <laughs> uh, I could have won with Elvis or the Beatles and Awkward Sex Scene, or Billiards or Bowling and Adaptation. Yeah, adaptation is one that's either going to happen or not. Like, it's either, yeah. and this is not an no, adaptation. No, I think, was anything after this, did they come out with, like, a cartoon or anything? Because they had, like, a Croods cartoon, and they're doing Croods too. you know? So. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a G-Force 2 straight-to-DVD at some point. 
Yeah, I mean, it seems ripe for... I feel like 10 years is the cutoff. Like, if you don't do mm. it within 10 years, like, don't do it. But we still got two years. Oh, yeah, we still got two years. I feel like, though, the G4 ship is You got sailed. a feeling? <laughs> that yeah. tonight is going to be a good night. I think it has. So anyway, as we're dwindling down the credits, we still have four minutes <laughs> as they creep through. Oh, I forgot to check. Uh, did the cast come up? I'm, we're never going to know if Gus Van Sant was in this movie. He's not on IMDb. I do not think. You can Google him. It's worth I a Google. I a lot like him. Uh, go to cageclub.me. You can find all of our episodes. You can find our bingo cards on there. You can download and play along at home. Email us mailbag at cageclub.me. Let us know if you're listening, if you're watching, if you're playing bingo on your own. If you're, as Mike suggested, littering your birdcage with our bingo cards. <laughs> I didn't suggest it. I just said maybe they're doing that instead. I don't say do that. Who knows? <laughs> Use the bingo cards for their true intention. Go to CageLab. I mean, listen to Wistful Thinking. This month is figure skating themed. I will be on two episodes to talk about figure skating movies. As we discussed, I think we were on the podcast where we discussed that, right? That was in Yeah. Yeah. Um, go there. Find Mike's new podcast. Listen to The Contenders which starts next week, which is Tobin's new podcast. Um, again, future Joey knows more <laughs> than present Joey, so I don't know what's going on. And we know less than the past us, too, it seems. So We know less than that? Time's all messed up, dude. It's a flat circle. <laughs> Wait, we know less now than we did like when? No, the, the, the episodes they're listening to now, not yeah. the ones we're recording, but the ones out now, know less than we do now. Once again, it's a pre-taped call-in situation. <laughs> yes. Again, so another thing that Mr. Show got right. Yep. Derek Bro Esparza. cloth lead. Look at that. So cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, at cageclubpod on Twitter. You can follow at wistfulpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash wistfulpod. Go to those places. There's the real heroes, the lighting and compositing team. Every Once every couple days, I get like six Twitter notifications in a row when Kara goes through and retweets a bunch of things <laughs> that we've tweeted out, which is pretty cool. Uh, there's the Hey Arnold movie. Did you guys did you guys watch the Hey Arnold movie? It's out on Thanksgiving. Did it really? Mm-hmm. Oh. I'll have to do a... It was uh, on TV. An emergency ep. Emergency episode. A very special app for a different reason. Visual effects by Asylum? Do you think that's oh, the Asylum? Yeah, most likely there's only one Asylum effects studio. And that's the Asylum. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wait, not Asylum that... Not, not the, the knockoff, not the album. No, 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 no. This is a different asylum. Yeah, I thought that's you meant. what I was asking. I've seen that name, the M3 asylum. Inc. Oh, look at that! Because I've seen the asylum pop up in credits as a no. production, uh, post production house. No. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> as we're recording this, it is Thanksgiving weekend, and the Hey Arnold, whatever the subtitle is, came out on Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> Hey Arnold, watch out! Like, <laughs> like, is there are there subtitles to his show? I never watched Hey Arnold, so I. I no. Uh, not for the show, but this was like a actual feature. Oh, there is the video game from Disney. Oh, there wow. was the Nintendo DS game, GeForce. Incredible. Love it. Go from the movie theater to the Toys R Us, pick up the GeForce game. I would not be surprised if there was an after credit scene here. Well, I'm waiting. <laughs> and then I'm going to go back into the credits and see if Gus Van Sant's in this damn movie when we... Turn this off. <laughs> no, we are going to keep the podcast rolling, though. We're going to rewind in real time. Let's see here. We still got 20 seconds. No, we got the Bruckheimer. Wait, but the Bruckheimer was disrupted at the beginning of the movie. Are no. we going to get another disruption? I don't think so. What a disappointment. 
Alright, I'm going back. Alright. Mike goes rewinding. Why don't you just jump back to the, the previous chapter? Go just go back That's to twenty. Call. Yep. Yep. Now I'm fast forwarding. So Kara, this is not only the most we recorded before we started the movie, but also the most we recorded after the movie ended. So what is the rest of the cast even displayed in this? It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right there it is. So we're looking for Gus Van Sant or who's the other one in my Elton be? John. Elton John. Keep in mind, I did not see who we're looking at. <laughs> right, he's not there. No. I told you, he's not an IMDb. <laughs> lo- I know, but I mean, maybe he's uncredited. <laughs> if he's uncredited, he wouldn't be in there. Anyway. I'm going to write him a letter. Come back You're Gus Van Sant. In- were you in G-Force? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want to know about your entire career. <laughs> Come back in two weeks for the next case library visited. Download the bingo card, play along at home. Do your thing. Bye!